everyone, welcome to the 39th episode of Mixtape Book Club. My name is Ellen. And my name is Mel. In each episode, we take an in depth look at a different trope or subgenre in the huge variety of fan fiction um, dedicated to Destiel. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Fix featuring Demon Dean. One of my favourite tropes. And to discuss her yes. fic where everybody knows, we'd like to welcome author Rupert Case, also known as Jen. Hi, Jen. This is also one of my favorite tropes, so I'm so excited to be here. Yay! <laughs> Welcome. It was such a good excuse to read all this fic. Yes, I feel like we've talked about a few of your fics before in different episodes, but um, it's nice to finally get you on here to talk about this one. I know. I was, you know, very excited to be a guest, but I remember thinking, what are they going to talk about? We talked, you know, you had an episode with time travel and alternate endings and body sharing um, or possession and I know I was on one of those so I'm like what else is there and then you guys were like demon dean and I'm like of course my beloved of course. demon dean yeah <laughs> all right well as well as as well as um, Jen's fic where everybody knows we're going to be speaking about help I've fallen and I can't find my grace by Jad um where There Is Love by Book Baby and Feta Morgana by Orange Crushed. And as always, links to all of the fics that we're going to talk about today will be available in the episode's post on mixtapebookclub.com and included in our rapidly growing collection on AO3. Um, and we have to say a big thank you to everyone who supports us on coffee.com. Um, if you would like to also support us, you can get access to our Discord server and um, help us decide what we're going to talk about in future episodes um, and just, you know, share random stuff that's going on in the fandom. It's a fun time. You can find that at coffee.com slash mixtape book club. Okay, so Demon Dean. Um, I've just got a little bit of a blurb here about what, what happens, what goes on with Demon Dean in, in, in the actual canon of the show. We've got, like, interestingly, we've got different eras that Demon Dean is associated with in, in canon even. So sometimes, like, he, he had, um, he came as a demon to himself in a nightmare that he had in, like, season three when they were under the influence of African Dream Root. Do you remember that? When he was yelling at himself and, like, yeah, he, he I was a demon then. Ellen, I think about That's that every earliest. day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then of course he actually became a demon after, um, he, after Metatron kills him at the end of season nine Spoilers. and he has the mark of Cain. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Spoilers for those of you who have. <laughs> Show's been over a couple of years. I think people, yeah, people need to catch up if they don't know that already. <laughs> <laughs> that was aired in, in 2014. So I think, you know, it's past Oof, the spoiler ouch, territory. That, hurt. that was that long ago. Ooh, ow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jesus. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. We also have um, we also have fix interestingly, um, and Jen's fix is one of these that where Dean um, sort of a, an alternate canon where Dean was rescued too late and became a demon in hell the first time he was there, you know, before season four. So, you know, when Cass came to rescue him, it was too late and he already became a demon. So that's a different kind of AU version of um, not AU but a like canon divergence. Um, that we've there are a few fix about that, um, yeah. And then there's also just complete AU's that are that involve Dean as a demon, but don't actually have anything to do with canon. So, yeah, lots of different types of fix in this trope. 
And, and they're all amazing. And I love every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> yes. But I honestly, though, I think that there are a lot of great things to love about those different varieties that you can get with Demon Dean. I think it could be a very yeah. versatile character. There's a lot of different aspects you could take those stories. Um, and almost all of them are rated explicit, which is also a, a points for me when deciding what stories to read. So, <laughs> yeah, as you do. Yes. Yeah. Demon Dean is one of my absolute favorite arcs in the show ever. Also one of the ones that frustrates me the most, because I think we can all agree it was far too short <laughs> and we needed more yeah. Demon Dean. Um, yeah. But it was still one of my most like beloved and most rewatched ones um it was one of the very few that i watched live because i i tend to be more of like a binge watcher and i also don't have like cable tv and i never never have so i don't tend yeah. to watch live i watch later on and i'll like binge a few episodes at a time but the demon dean was one of the few where i was watching live each week and so i don't know there's something about that vibe of watching live as other people are watching live for the first time and yes, seeing yeah. all the like screaming online, I remember <laughs> how everybody just absolutely lost it at the season nine finale where Dean wakes back up. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Which one of my favorite finales. I know like critically speaking, that was by no means uh, one of the more popular finales uh, for Supernatural. A lot of people for various reasons, some of, which, some of which I agree with and some of which I don't really didn't like that finale at all. Um, but I think that last like scene just steals it for me. <laughs> it could have been terrible yes. up until those last few seconds. They gave me those black eyes and I was done. I'm fine. <laughs> I <laughs> I had stopped watching the show by season nine, like early season nine. Um, but of course, I was still on Tumblr. So when that gift set, like those gift sets were hitting the day after, I was like, oh, my God, this is incredible. I never actually like went back until 2020 and I still haven't even watched you know, any of the Demon Dean episodes, but I'm like, wow, I can't believe they really did that. Good for them. Could have been longer, but they did do it. Yes. My only criticism could have been longer. Uh, after all the, the lovely Demon Dean you've written in, in these fics, um, and you haven't even seen him in action. You yeah. Should do it. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of Tumblr gift sets though, right? Like... <laughs> Maybe one day. Sure. <laughs> I feel I'm like so a lot because there was only three episodes that he was in as a demon. I think um, in some cases, in in a lot of cases, the fic is better than the reality. Yeah. <laughs> this one. Well, there's you know there's always going to be constraints of the canon and everything. I mean, I when I was first into Supernatural, that was like around 2012 to 2013, I think 2014 maybe. So. But I remember like finding Demon Dean fic even then and it very quickly just really guarded by interest and I had to keep tracking AO3 or tracking fanfiction.net or tracking LiveJournal because I used all of them back then to see if there were any new Demon Dean fics coming out because I just loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a solid trope. Even if it wasn't something that had gone on to to happen in in season 10 early season 10 it's still i think a trope that would have been a very strong one because it's just such kind of an inversion of everything that dean was supposed to be being like the sword of michael and all that other stuff i feel like it, there would have always been like loki some demon dean fic out there um especially since we did get that like amazing 
uh, clip in season three where he's like, this is what you'll become with the black eyes. It's amazing. Still one of my favorite like clips ever. Um, Yeah. Such a great scene. Like just that by itself was enough to sail a whole like armada of fic, um, Demon Dean fic, I think. But I I maintain that as a trope, it probably would have existed even without the uh, Mark of Cain arc because it's it's just something that for Dean, like as fic writers and fic readers, we love it when things are kind of flipped from what we see on screen sometimes. And so this whole like concept of Dean being the Michael sword and being a vessel for an angel, like somebody at some point would have gone, okay, but what if he was a vessel for a demon instead? Or what if blah, 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 that a hundred percent would have happened, I think. Plus, you know, it just, there's something about Dean's character where he like walks that kind of fine line sometimes um, where it's very easy to say, okay, well, what would happen if I just, just push him over the line a little bit? (laughs) Yeah. It's a very freeing kind of thing, I guess for him. It feels like his character, He's always so trying to, um, you know, look after Sam and, and save the world, save the people from the monsters, whatever. But um, as a demon, he just doesn't care. And that's like really, I don't know, cathartic, <laughs> I guess. Like, it's just it feels like he can do he can do whatever he wants for a change. And that's, um, I don't know, it's good to see. Nice to see. <laughs> yeah. Nice to read about. That's 100% how like maybe 70% of fic writer brains work as well that like it feels like a natural question for us like when he's uh, like okay well I spent my whole life protecting people from the monsters and we automatically just go so what happens when you become the monster that's just the way our brains work <laughs> <I know. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe I'm just telling on myself here I don't know <laughs> but I think that's pretty pretty common yeah I think so I- I, I definitely have had that question. I mean, even in the narrative, especially the early seasons, it's always like, Sam, he might be bad, he might go evil, but no one's ever looking at Dean like, what What? What about him? Him? <laughs> this guy? <laughs> Arguably, a lot of red flags around Dean. <laughs> Love him. So, Lovable guy. But, yeah, you know, uh-huh. he's done some sus things, so what if also we Also serial of... killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're all lovable serial killers, really. <laughs> Shall we jump right into um, the first fic then? Shall we start with where everyone, everybody knows? Sure. Maybe um, I'm biased. Jen, would you like to read us the summary for this one? Sure. Alrighty, so when the surviving angel tasked with pulling the Michael sword from hell succeeds too late, a demonic Dean Winchester and weakened Castiel claw their way back to earth. Dean's determined to stop the apocalypse for some grandiose scale petty revenge, if nothing else. And Castiel is determined to follow the righteous man, no matter what path that may put him on. Yes. So this is, um, season four divergent, right? So Dean as been in hell and is now a demon but Cass has still saved him (laughs) yes this was published back in 2021 is that right hang on Mm -hmm. yep Mm -hmm. um it's 19,000 words and it is explicit as well and it's lovely I love this thank you it's really fun what pushes this fic over the edge for me from being just like a fic that I would have enjoyed to having something in it that made me absolutely love it is the parallels in this essentially between Cass and Dean's relationship and then um, Sam and Ruby kind of happening in the background. Do you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause it's, 
very much unhealthy unhealthy relationship i mean you definitely have it in a tag here yeah you've got uh, probably not as unhealthy as it could be but like yikes dude <laughs> it's true <laughs> it is true um yeah and i kind of love that and there are so many kind of almost throwbacks to an almost a much healthier um sam ruby dynamic because at least dean and sam are, i'm sorry at least dean and cass aren't lying to each other um yeah. but there, there are def- there's, some, there's some things there which kind of you know there but for the grace of god go they sort of thing really they still go and um and try and and prevent the seals from breaking um the 66 seals so you are following along kind of with the canon uh, what actually happened in Canada as well, which is kind of, I guess, kind of similar to your other um, Heard From Your Mother series, which is like uh, a season one rewrite, right? Yeah, uh, seasons, well, pre like Stanford era, season one, season two, yeah, and then the last two. stretch will be season three, which will not be very much like canon at all by that point. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you do that so well. You tie in um, what's actually happening in canon i guess with the with what's what these guys are up to it's a lot darker i mean they're they're actually torturing zachariah they're stealing grace from the angels and cass is like i guess i guess i'll have to like i have no choice i gotta do this oh it's Um, so fun i had such a blast writing this i think i wrote this in like two weeks (laughs) wow doesn't want to torture zachariah though really yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) you know what it is dark for sure i you know, I, and, and I won't shy away from reading dark fics, but I think that there's a spectrum with them. There's definitely some dark fics where you might, you need to take like a couple days off after reading some dark fics where you're like, that was really heavy. I need to sit with yeah. that. Oh boy. Um, and this fic, hopefully, I had a few comments that were kind of saying this were like, you know, it's dark, but it's like, uh, you know, I'm still having a fun time. I'm not feeling like I need yeah, to sit yeah, and that's recover. It's you know, they're to- like Dean and Cass are toxic, but it's like the Britney Spears toxic, you know, it's still fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, everyone wants to torture Zachariah anyway, so, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. totally fine. <laughs> I mean, Dean maybe manipulating Cass, sure, but was he wrong with what he says? Technically not. <laughs> <laughs> Manipulating him with the truth. I'm just saying it, it's a dynamic that I really enjoy, actually. It shows up a lot in these Demon Dean fics um, where they manipulate each other with the truth because the truth is enough. They, they don't need to like make up any lies necessarily, but just the way they present things. <laughs> so it can be very manipulative, but they're not necessarily lying. So. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was really fun to play up... Um... I don't know, sort of like an ambiguous angle. Like you could read Dean as like, you know, he's a demon. So of course he's going to be an asshole, um, but he really cares for Cass. But I think you could also interpret it as, you know, Dean is very manipulative from the beginning and maybe he does care about Cass, but, you know, there's still that level of manipulation or caring about him for his own gain. And um, that was another thing, like I, I liked putting that in but then also keeping it like does he care is it manipulation is it both how do you want to interpret it um so that was also very fun I don't think I've really written another story that had that really in there you've also got um I was poking through some of your comments (laughs) because um, (laughs) you had some lovely comments in there but 
Um, one of them said that Dean in this one is is like more mature than he is in canon in some ways because he actually acts on his feelings and like breaks his codependency with Sam kind of thing. Um, although maybe he starts a new codependency with Cass because they can't seem to <laughs> get away from each other. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he actually just goes ahead and acts on his feelings rather than just squashing them all down like he, he does in canon. Yeah, um, I think definitely writing this story, um, how I always conceptualized Demon Dean to me was definitely more like he doesn't have these human emotions in the way. And without those, I imagine him being very pragmatic in a lot of the things that he does, right? So he's not necessarily um, stopping the apocalypse because he remembers being a human and he loves everyone so much. And, you know, he's just like, dude, I fucking live here um and also <laughs> fuck hell fuck heaven fuck these guys you know i'm not gonna give them the satisfaction and and you know but like through that he's like well you know things have changed things have changed with sam you know everyone else he's an adult he can take care of himself so you know i'm gonna tell yeah. him hanging out with ruby's not a good idea even though that is a bit of a pot killing calling the kettle black but um you know other than that he's not really gonna interfere I did actually kind of love that when it comes down to it, it, it Dean's motivations, like you said, there's, there's different different labels you could give his motivations, especially as it goes on. He seems like he is more invested in, I won't even say, you know, the best outcome for the world as a whole, because I think he does come across as slightly too selfish to that. He's more, you know, he's, he's, he's a demon. He's more concerned about his place in things necessarily than the world as a whole. Um, but I do love that at the beginning, it, it kind of seems like he's mostly doing it just motivated by spite and pure pettiness. Like all these things yeah. happened to me because of you winged assholes. And now you're going to come down here and try and have a, have a rumble on my turf. Well, I'm not going to allow it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely that. Um, but you know, Hey, listen, we all need a reason to get up in the morning and your reason <laughs> is petty revenge. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And I think it, it really works for a character that, like Demon Dean because like, he doesn't need any more motivation than that. He is allowed to follow whatever whim he wants. And that's what makes him such a fun character to write, I think. Um, and that's a pretty substantial, well-reasoned whim when it comes down to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. There's also some really lovely uh, smut in this, I will say. Uh. <laughs> no, the smut was fun because um, I I even dug up an old Discord chat with a friend of mine, and we were both just saying, there's not enough Demon Dina use because there could be 10,000 Demon Dina use, and I would be like, I would like more, please. Um, and then I <laughs> yeah. just very quickly said, oh, season four AU, that would be you know, super fun. And then the entire concept of the story, I just typed out to her and then I started working on it. Um, but I was also working on my really long supernatural rewrite at the time. And so she was basically like, if you make this another long epic and ignore this other fic, I am going to kill you. Um, <laughs> so she was like, cap it at 15K. Obviously I couldn't quite make it, but it's still under 20K. So these sex scenes probably could have been even longer or there could have been more stuff, but I'm like, okay, let's just fucking condense all of season four into, you know, however many pages. Um, uh, but I'm proud of the sex scenes that did get their, get in here. <laughs> yeah, because we, we start off with, 
an almost kind of very innocent uh, scene in the first chapter where uh, Dean is is thinking about tempting Cass in in the bath, um, but he decides against it at that point. He's he's like, no, I don't think that he's he's quite ready for that. Um, but then juxtapose that to a scene later on where, without kind of spoiling the fun for everybody completely, you have a much more possessive version of Cass much later on, um, where Cass has definitely evolved <laughs> yeah. by yeah. that point. Oh, yeah. um, and I love that. I love that we can have all of that in one fic. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. That's always how I've liked to write things. I've never been um, uh, like following a bottom dean tag or a top cast tag or reverse even you know in really long mm -hmm. fix i've even pulled out a spreadsheet i'm like all right which one is it this time they gotta switch they gotta <laughs> take their turn they both have to do in this case just weird stuff to each other um so that was very fun to write that last <laughs> that last scene that they have yeah um or yeah. that scene with cast that you're talking about rather yeah i like it i like i said i'm also a fan of just switching things up a lot not even just position wise though that's a big part of it but like a just in general like attitudes what they're doing where they're doing it like just mix it up mix it up yeah oh yeah for sure <laughs> well i didn't want to um let this one go by without mentioning the fact that you all you have another demon dean um involved fic as well which is called forgotten fruit which i loved um as well it's yes. a lot shorter it's only uh just over 6,000 words, I think. Yeah, 6,300. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one was also very fun. This was actually the first fic I read of yours, I think. Um, oh my god. Yeah, I'm honored. Yeah, I'm also scared that we... <laughs> I mean, I like this fic, but also this one, I want to say I wrote it in like two hours, so I'm also like, ooh. <laughs> well, it does, it does not read like that, so you're fine. No, <laughs> well, we fine. edited, we edited, but you know... It, I like woke up one day and I'm like, I'm going to write this. I have a plan. I have a song in my heart or whatever. And we're going to write this today. <laughs> I'd see. I love, love it like when that fix sometimes, grab though. you like they that. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just go with whatever you feel like at the time. And this fic actually yeah. technically has one of my favorite. It's not even a trope. It's just a question, like an eternal question for me, which is just what the fuck, Daphne? Like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's just a weird, na wandering naked man in the woods. So instead of, you know, calling social services, you marry the guy. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what you do. And name her, him. Apparently. Give him a name. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's a pet. You just name him yeah. and keep him. Yeah. I know. Oh, my God. It is really weird uh. when you say it like that. Dean just shows up and, like... Uh, at, at Daphne and Emmanuel's house and just like you know seduces him <laughs> yeah um, let's be honest it doesn't take much <laughs> <laughs> like Dean's not pulling out all the stops and working that hard here necessarily Cass is very receptive yeah yeah I think Dean makes like a comment he's like you know listen have you ever wondered why like your wife didn't do it for you or like any other random person you met but me um Dean knows the power of Destiel. This Dean does, for sure. So, um, but yeah, I know this fic was super fun. I mean, I vaguely had the idea of it for a while. I tried to find the Tumblr post, I couldn't find it, but there was this user who 
they would make these little random um, concepts of these different versions of, of uh, Dean and Cass together. Um, you know, like, oh, if Sam Smith and Dean, or not, why did I say Sam Smith? Um, Dean Smith and um, uh, like Enverse yeah, Cass got together. It would, right? <laughs> but yeah, if Jason got together, those. it would look like this. Or if it was, you know, season four cast and Stanford Dean, it would look like that. And, you know, and they would just have a sentence or two. And then they had Emmanuel yeah. Cass and Demon Dean. And I even made like a little TikTok about it because I thought that concept was so fun. And then, you know, six months later or whatever, I'm like, okay, we got to write it now. So. <laughs> Sometimes those little plot bunnies just get in your head and they sit there for a while and breed in the background. And so then suddenly they're like, okay, we need to get this out now. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this one was like, We need how? to fuck it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, this, this story specifically, I was like, how... I'm like, okay, well, I can't write for like weeks at a time. I need to like finish this. So I'm like, how quickly can I get them to fuck and then end the story? <laughs> and this was my answer. <laughs> this is as quickly as it can happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Demon Dean doesn't have any hang-ups about any of this. It's just trying yeah. to convince Emmanuel that he's into it. Yeah, and then Emmanuel, off yeah. There you go. <laughs> so true. <laughs> there is also... Um, a brilliant podfic of this that was done for you by um, our lovely friend Dusty, Nerdy Nerdenstein, who did oh. um, a podfic of this one. So you can listen to listen to him seduce him as well. Yeah, that pod uh, that podfic is absolutely fantastic. They did an amazing oh, job. I need with to it. catch up on the, on the podfics on um, making it up as we go. I haven't. I've listened to them when I've been walking around that neighbourhood lately, but I haven't got up to this one yet. So. I've had way too people, too many people bothering me at work recently because it means I can't just put my smutty podcasts on because <laughs> I have to be paying some kind of vague attention to what's going on around me. So I've got quite a backlog of podcasts to get to. Right you see, this is a true problem with capitalism, you know? Right. It just gets in the way of my <laughs> Destiel and Podfix and true crime. That's what happens. <laughs> so true. Uh -huh. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't admit that I've been walking around the neighborhood listening to, to smutty, smutty podcasts. No, I love but. that. <laughs> <laughs> Just smiling quietly at the neighbors. Yeah. I mean, well, Mal and I clearly listen to true crime. So what's, you know, what's worse? Some horrific, gruesome, real crime. Yeah, yeah. Or some I mean, fictional yeah. whatever. <laughs> the crazy thing is the only thing that gets me. Yeah, the only thing that gets me is the fluff, though. I can listen to the smut walking around the neighborhood with a completely straight face. I can listen yes. to the true crime. They could be just there like, and then he chopped off her head. And then he did. And I would just be walking along completely straight faced. But yet you give me like some tooth rotting fluff and I will literally like just my body does something. I'm just like, oh, yeah. and I have to like get uh. up and walk a circle before I can continue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You get like overstimulated by the good feelings and you just don't know what to do. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not used to these feelings. What is happening? Must, mm -hmm. <laughs> must do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. So good. All right. Um, shall we continue? Yes. That's it. But Forgotten Fruit. Small but delicious. Please do. Please do read that one. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. It's, it's a great gateway Rupert Case fic. <laughs> I can yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Oh, um... Shall we do the long one next then? 
yes yeah actually speaking of like fluff that really makes you just like need to get up or like kick your little feet you know in the air while you're reading in bed i feel like this one definitely (laughs) had some passages like that yes Yes. this book has some moments (laughs) all right let me let me intro it introduce it um help i've fallen and i can't find my grace is by jad um it was actually for dcbb in 2017 um I don't know how long DCBB has been going for, but I feel like that's quite an old one in terms of DCBB. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, it's it's a bit longer. It's 111,000 words. It's explicit as well. And it's got some art in there by Seven Spirals. And the summary goes like this. If there's one thing Dean's good at, it's killing. And now with the Mark of Cain hungry on his forearm, the first blade in his hand and no qualms when it comes to the intricacies of right and wrong, he could showcase his talents as much as he wants. And he wants. Crowley is quick to sink in his hooks and get a Winchester on his side. Sam is determined to get his brother back or to save him no matter the cost. But Castiel isn't sure Dean wants to be saved. Weakened by failing grace and running out of time, Castiel has to make the hard choice. Kill the man he's given everything for or sacrifice everything he stands for to bring him back. So this is like a season 10 canon divergence. Yeah, pretty much. Um, We've got the Mark of Cain. We've got, um, you know, Crowley trying to get his agenda forward. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Cass is dying because he's got, no, his grace has been stolen. It's, yeah. It's rough. It's rough for a while. <laughs> that that whole rough canon era that was happening. I I mean, the first three chapters, those hit me hard. They were probably yeah, my favorite. Yeah. Um, just, I love the beginning. Was so it's, captured by It's really by it. how it should have been, I reckon, in the show. Like, they could have hit it so much harder in terms yeah. of, like, just bucking Dean up. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on. He's just suddenly come back to life. He's got no idea. It takes him a while to kind of remember what's happened and um yeah no it's really well written as well like it really just pulls you into it and even though we know like i was about to say we've seen it happen in the episode but i guess not all of us have (laughs) but (laughs) in theory um you know we, we know what happened and a scene that you know they barely paid lip service to with just dean walking up and disappearing going with crowley etc um we get so much more of it in this fic and it's so much better. This is just one of those many examples, I think, of like taking something that Canon did and maybe didn't do the best with. So I, I'm sure the writers did the best that they were able to at the time with the constraints that they have, but we don't have those constraints at all. <laughs> so we can just do yeah. whatever we wanted. And this is one of those things, or many times, I think, where a writer has done something that maybe they're only just recreating a scene from um, Canon, but they've done it in such a way that it's so much better and I just yeah. love it and the additional elements too that are added I think are just fantastic choices by the author yes 100% so especially yeah, some characters that we see some of them totally new some yep. of them maybe not <laughs> I mean we maybe we could um there is an archive warning for graphic depictions of violence for a reason um it is it is pretty graphic in some bits especially um i don't know i'll give you a very mild spoiler but just to, to give a warning that um 
Chrissy and her friends are in this and they do like get hurt in some really nasty ways. So if you just be aware, it's in the first few chapters even. I sort of got up to that bit and went, oh, my God, what is going on here? I'm like reading with like my hand, my fingers over my eyes, like what's going on? Yeah, yeah, I was um, not expecting it to go in that direction. Um, Yeah, yeah. I feel like a few times the author really took this in a direction I was not anticipating, but that's so awesome that they could do that. And it does have a a happy ending, even though the beginning of it is very dark and, and violent. Um, it does turn out okay in the end um, for almost everyone. <laughs> there are still some people who, who don't quite make it, but, um, you know, there's no major character deaths. In there. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, I, I, I was really blown away by this, honestly. I One of the things, at least from the beginning, just because that's not too spoiler-heavy, it's right in the beginning, but um, I always love to see how authors will you know, us human people will describe maybe like a non-human entity or a non-human experience, right? And so Dean being this demon, you know, what does that look like and how does this author describe it? Um, And that was really unique, I thought, and very cool how they did that. Um, Yeah. So one thing I think that this fic handles really well on that front is really going into how different and what it means for Dean to be a demon as opposed to a regular demon that they would find out during a hunt you know this isn't just somebody riding in somebody else's body this is Dean in his own body that belongs to him Um, and the differences that makes in the power that he has and how easy or not he is to handle um, from a hunting (laughs) point of view and I think they really delved into that and made it like interesting <laughs> like they made it a key yeah a, a key thing um in this fic that uh Cass and Sam have to deal with because they can't just exercise him t- to get rid of it um though Sam Sam does try <laughs> um mm-hmm. but it does not go well it does does not happen um there are definitely some things in this like it touches on some things that I've kind of always wondered like I is this going to be a bit of a spoiler it's, it's a mild spoiler skip ahead 10 seconds if you're really <laughs> really bothered um, about spoilers um, one of my other favorite tropes is is the possession trope so anything where for, for whatever reason Cass and Dean are sharing even momentarily like one yes. body um, so the fact that Cass weaponizes that in this um yeah. for a second there just i absolutely loved that that like opened up a million different plot bunnies in my brain when i was reading it um yeah. <laughs> and i love it when fic does that so okay spoiler warning over it's all good i know <laughs> no i love that too when i read that i was like oh. um i i want to say i think when i was writing where everybody knows there's you know, maybe a bit of that at the end there as well. Um, and originally I was like, do Dean and Kat, like, what do, you know? Um, so it was super cool to see, like, another author, like, take that on uh, and how they did it. The, the other thing that is a bit of a spoiler that I found really interesting is that towards the end, and skip ahead if you don't want to hear the spoilers again, um, they revealed that Crowley was an angel, a fallen, like, he fell or he 
let Snake into the garden or there was some like a heaven thing going on with Crowley. Yes. And I didn't. Are we doing full spoilers? Because I was just going to be like, he's the snake. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But like, I I thought that was also very cool because season eight, my favorite season of the seasons that I've seen, there was a whole, I remember this, people were asking questions on Tumblr because Crowley had this line to Naomi about, I think it was like, oh, you remember Mesopotamia, you know? And then like the next season, it's like, wait, Crowley's not, Crowley like, you know, died like a couple centuries ago. Why would he mention that? And so obviously it's because these writers are not nearly as organized as say Avatar the Last Airbender writers who have a whole Bible that they follow religiously. These guys are just, I don't know. They don't keep track of this stuff. They just throw away lines. They were just winging it. It's a throwaway line. But clearly this author also had some questions. So I really enjoyed that too. I wondered actually if there was some Tumblr lore around that. that the, oh no, there come was. Up with and, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to have another I, I look mean, for it. I mean, I was it. fully expecting there to be a whole, like when there was like a thing in the actual show with like Crowley and them finding their, his bones, I was fully expecting there to be a twist of that caliber because I'm like, no, they had that throwaway line. That's clearly foreshadowing. Joke's on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, don't expect too much now. <laughs> you can't trust those writers. Yeah. Mouse, like, you should go back and watch this. Yeah, nah. sure. <laughs> don't Let's watch the show off. that always let me down. <laughs> yeah. That's what fanfic's for. Well, yep. there you go. That's why I'm reading. <laughs> there is also the um, a, a sort of meta plot to this with an overarching um, plot with trying to prevent um, the, the apocalypse from restarting kind of thing. There, there's problems with the cage and they don't want Lucifer and Michael to get out. So um, they end up having to all work together, I guess, to prevent it. I really like that with this fic, um, it doesn't immediately end with, okay, we saved the world and Dean's human now, yay. But they gave us that period after of like, okay, all right, they're, they're curing Dean, but he's still going to be pretty messed up. Like he still did all those yeah, things he, and he remembers yeah. them. Um, and I, I mean, maybe I'm just an asshole, but I love fix that explore that. Like, please tor- torture my boy, make it bad. <laughs> 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 I want to read about the pain and the angst. Just make it better at the end, but let me get the angst in first. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's a good ending. That's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah. So if I got my happy ending, I can get through almost anything if I'm guaranteed a happy ending. Um, so true. He does work through a lot of trauma before um, the happiness comes <laughs> at the end. Yeah, he does. And I don't. I like the fact that they didn't kind of decide not to write that part because arguably, you know, a big chunk of their actual plot was wrapped up by that point and they could have written the ending quite differently and not given us that. Um, but yeah. I'm very glad that they did because it, it just feels like a very nice kind of closing act for the fic and, and for Dean as a, as a character not that he's like magically better by the end but um, it definitely getting more of a, a sense of progress for him by the end and it means that we get more like Dean and Cass stuff by the time they're no longer just hunting each other across the country but <laughs> which I quite like I do like to get you know some Destiel payoff after I've invested all of that in them you know and there's yes. some good payoff I really enjoyed the payoff Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very good payoff. <laughs> <laughs> 
and there's some amazing i have to mention the amazing art for the some of the the payoff as well where there uh there's some really nice art that we already mentioned was is done by seven spirals because this was a dcbb um but there's some great art of uh cass in the shower at the bunker with his wings out so you need no more details oh, yeah. go find it <laughs> it's 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 just very pretty I am a sucker for anything where Cass has his wings out or true form or any of that kind of stuff. It's it's well documented on this podcast, my feelings about that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love how this is um, one of the tags for this is platonic married couple syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's just like a com- perfect description of Dean and Cass in the actual show. Yeah, they both suffer from it badly. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. I loved some of the side characters that we got in this. Uh, Crowley is one of my favorite characters anyway, and I think he was very well written in this. Like, he felt very canon Crowley to me in this. Um, I also loved uh, all the Jody we got in this fic. I feel like she doesn't show yeah. up as much um, in fic, unless it's a uh, case fic sometimes. But I really enjoyed her in this. I thought she was great. She was very i would say patient with them but very exasperated at the same time <laughs> like she's <laughs> she's getting she's getting the run around from sam a lot in this fic in that he's not really explaining anything but she's helping them anyway because that's who she is um yeah. and i just I, I loved it when she just would lose her temper and, and they would bicker over it um really enjoyed those and i really liked uh bella in this fic Yes, um, loved yes. her. Yeah, we've got to talk about <laughs> Bella. I think <laughs> she has a motorcycle. She sleeps so yes. hard. Uh, a triumph. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. We've got two different fics that have Bella as a demon in it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I've read any, not for a while anyway, that have her as a, um, an actual demon. But yeah, yeah. she's great. Uh. She's a perfect choice. It's such a good choice. I'm still sad that we did not get to see that in canon. Um, you know, she, similar to Crowley, just like having a sort of like affably evil sense to her. You know, in season three, she wasn't necessarily evil, but if she comes back as a demon, then you're probably a little bit more evil at least. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just having that um, having that character there was a, an amazing choice, and it was so fun to read. Um, especially because Dean was just not happy at all to see her again. No. And she, she kept following him around and he kept like trying to get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, she, she ends up tied up in the trunk at one point. <laughs> which mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just loved her. She was so well done. Um, just one of those people that, you know, you, you kind of love to hate. So. Yeah. She was brilliant. I actually. One. I, I actually fully expected at one point um, that Sam and Jody were going to hook up. I don't know why. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought they were going to at one point, and then I, was, I checked the tags, and I'm like, oh no, it's not tagged. But like they've, um, and then, I, then it was like that. It. <laughs> I should yeah, with anybody. Fine. Sam slash I mean, happiness. Yeah, Sam's attracted to milfs. You know, milfs are attracted to Sam. So yeah, I can see yes. that. <laughs> Um, I also have to give a shout out to not only the excellent, now is this a spoiler? I think this might be full spoiler because I think they chose not to tag it. So um, definitely skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want full spoilers. But the um, Gabriel in this fic, 
is written exceptionally oh, well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, and that's hard to do, for sure. Yes, because <laughs> I, I feel like he's he's great fun to play with in AUs because you can lean more into that kind of silliness and stuff like that. He's a lot harder to get right in canon, I think, because he's actually quite a complex character in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they do it really, really well. And I also want to just shout out the brilliant foreshadowing of his character arriving, which you can pick up on yes. like several chapters mm-hmm. before um, if if you're looking for it. I think I'm probably just like hyper, <laughs> hyper aware of Gabriel foreshadowing at this point, because between him and Crowley, those are my favorite characters in fix. Um, no, I remember I mean, reading that passage and being like, oh, that's an interesting choice. And then like, you know. But then you have that very fun moment of when, you know, when Gabriel shows up, you're like, that's why. Oh, my God. You know, I love foreshadowing. So I do. I do, too. And it was done so so well here. There was a great moment with the radio and there was a great moment with um, candy wrappers and stuff, too. And I was just like, yep, loved it. So well done. So gotta shout out that foreshadowing. Mal was reading this like I'm connecting the dots. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was that meme, and then I just shrieked when I was right. <laughs> so. Well, we need we need more badass angels in canon, if you ask me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. They they kind of got a bit a bit kind of watered down in later seasons. So. Yes. Always love to see them being a badass in general. Yeah. Yeah. And they definitely are in this. They don't shy away from how powerful the angels are in this fic, which is another one of yeah. my favorite things. Like, make them raise a field to the ground because they can. <laughs> so. Yep. Yeah. All right. I don't know how much more of this we, we want to get into just because I feel like yeah. we've, we've spoiled key parts of it, but there's still, there's still plenty worth reading out there. Like, I, I love yeah. the interactions between Demon Dean when he's still very much Demon Dean um, and Cass in this one. And just Cass's determination, um, even though it kind of hurts to read, like Cass's determination that Dean probably can't be saved because he's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're reading it and, and you're seeing things from Dean's point of view and you're like, but Cass is, is right. Like Sam is determined to save Dean. Um, and Cass is the one that's kind of being a bit more practical about it, really. Like, he by no means wants to have to kill Dean. It's clearly, like, tearing him apart that he would have to, but he's much more practical about it than Sam is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love, again, I kind of love watching him torture himself over that. Like, he's clearly not happy with the choice, but thinks that is the only choice. So, yes. Love the angst. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right, but yeah, unless anybody wants to add anything else, I think I've squeed over all the different parts I want to squeeze over. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's really, it's it's um, densely written, not in a way that you're like, oh God, you know, it's very well written. It's very fun to read, but there's a lot of cool stuff packed in there. And mm-hmm. obviously yeah. over 100K, that that was hard for me. I usually cap it at 10K these days, um, but there's definitely enough in there for people who do like longer fix. You can get through this very quickly and have an absolute blast. And there's probably a bunch of stuff that we couldn't even talk about when describing yeah. this story. Oh yeah, there's some stuff in there that will surprise you. <laughs> yeah, I do have some minor shout outs. One of which is I love any fic where they give me, and I should have said this one about the one earlier as well, but um, where they give me a peek at um, Cass pulling Dean out of hell 
I love like all the different ways that fic writers can represent that because it's one of those mm. things like we know it happens but we never, we never got to see it so other than like some like Dean hanging on some hooks and some flashing lights <laughs> that was all we got yeah. um yeah. so I just love the fact that you know different fic writers tackle this maybe not in a, a whole fic by itself though I have read some of those as well and those are great but just like little flashbacks little scenes for context um and this fic actually starts with that and it's so well written that it's one of those scenes where even though you know exactly how it ends and what happens I was still gripped by it like I couldn't skip past it like I was very invested in mm-hmm. what was going on in that one and my other thing yes. is just that I love any fic where they reference like song titles and things in the <laughs> chapter names and stuff like that I'm such a nerd for that kind of stuff um and uh, I like this one as well so like chapter There's one, in this one. so there you yeah. go <laughs> in my time of dying as well one of the like most the songs i associate with the supernatural uh, the most was was right there in chapter one so there we go they had me at that point <laughs> excellent yes i'm i do enjoy um the uh, i mean we never really got to see much of it like you said um about the the structure of hell and how uh, it, how different it is between like maybe what what um, Dean went through and then later the the endless lines that Crowley makes everyone stand in um but we can talk about that more in when we're talking about Fata Morgana because that has some really yeah brilliant kind of uh I think maybe we can move on to that right now maybe we can just neatly yeah, segue into, into that um, one the is thing. it time do that oh boy it's time. <laughs> <laughs> you're so excited a one shot <laughs> It's such a good one shot, though. We all adored this one. No, I all say right. that. Like, I'm always on the hunt for, like, prime supernatural one shots. I'm like, that... I can't read long stories anymore, you know? So I'm always just like, okay, what's the best story under 10,000 words? I need to find it. And this this one might be a contender, I think. This one is just yes. very unique. And I love mm-hmm. it. Because there's, there's so much story it's not telling but yeah. is implied. Okay, we should probably read the summary first <laughs> and let oh, yeah. people know what we're talking about. We're, <laughs> yes, we're go getting ahead. so excited we're getting ahead of ourselves with this one. All right. Um, so, Fede Morgana, written by Orange Crushed. Um, it was written back in 2014, so it's a, a bit of an older one. Um, but uh, the summary goes, The endless asphalt and broken road, the empty land and piles of human garbage the unwanted ends of life, the cracked toys and broken screens and burning cars and gravel. Dean Winchester is the king of hell. Oh, says Bella, that changes certain things. So there you go. I've given <laughs> That's all of it. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, I had to, I went and looked up what the, what Fata, Fata Morgana actually means because I figured it was like a, an actual saying or, but it's, a, it's literally like, Morgana Pendragon, like not Pendragon, but whatever she's called in the real Arthurian legend. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's the name given to mirage, like mirages that happen like at sea or whatever. If you can, you, you think you see land over there, but it's not really there. That kind of mirage that's yeah. called Fata Morgana. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. Some of those um, images too are really, really crazy. Like, cause I looked this up earlier today too i had the same thing i was like what does this mean um but some of those images too they're almost like these these weird 
superimposed, you know, so you have like these two versions of something. So it can be fun to overanalyze and be like, oh, it's like this new version of Dean or this new version of Hell. Yeah. Yeah. And this is very much Dean's version of Hell, but we are seeing it through some different eyes in this one. So we need to jump straight in with our beloved Bella again. <laughs> a very different version of Bella, but again, a very unique, um, very good version of Bella, um, I think. So this fic is actually from her point of view. So this is one of those stories that is definitely a Destiel story, um, but is told from an outside perspective, which every now and again, I really enjoy one of those. I think it's it's a lot of fun to kind of see how ridiculous they look to other people <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And this one was written um, on, it was posted like immediately after that season nine finale. <laughs> they were ready. So obviously this... This person just went, like, watched the finale and just went, right, I I need to write this. And, yeah, um, yeah amazing. So iconic of them, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are definitely fixed that, you know, you have uh, a particular ship that you're talking about, and then it's a character from outside that dynamic, looking in, doing other things, interacting with the ship, whatever. And some of them are like you guys were saying, so unique, such a unique way to depict what's going on. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's fair to say Destiel isn't the only thing this story is focusing on. We even have, you know, some interactions between Bella and Cass, which were very cool to see. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, I, I really don't think I've read anything else that was like this. So when I did run across it like years ago, um, I was struck by it and I think I'd forgotten about it. And then I was reminded again when I was back in the fandom and I was like, oh my goodness, this is wild. So. Well, we should probably give a bit of a description of what is going on here. It's um, so Dean is, has become the King of hell and um, Cass is in hell trying to find him um, and, and trying to convince him to come back to earth. And Bella ends up helping him in a roundabout way. Um, they help each other, I guess. But yeah, it, so it's the concept of hell re remodeling itself based on whoever's in charge of it. So yeah, so it's all broken, uh, you know, wasteland. Yeah, this Americana wasteland. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I really like all the implications of that. That like maybe hell itself is i won't say sentient but has some kind of i don't know maybe maybe i do mean sentience like there's a lot of implications with that that i just think are fascinating and, yeah um, oh my so. gosh it's like silent hill any silent yes. hill fans survival horror fans <laughs> out there you know <laughs> yes no that makes yeah yeah but ha oh. having that that ability that it's almost psychically linked to whoever is in charge and so these things twit and and even that i thought was so interesting like you know way back in season six having crowley have these long lines of people and that's you know their torture right i mean on one level that's funny but it was also kind of genius that that's how they wanted to depict it because it was so different from like the glimpse we get at the end of season three or you know these later yeah. depictions that we get further down the line so them being able to play with that is just very cool 
I'm a sucker for like a powerful verse line in fic not even just in fic just like books in general and I love like a short snappy one that immediately draws me in so this one I particularly liked because it just starts with there is an angel in hell so that immediately mm. just knowing knowing already just from reading the tags that this is after um do you believe in miracles which was the season nine finale um it already tells you that okay shit's gone down since that episode <laughs> like things yeah. things have happened clearly it, and you can make the assumption just from that line just because we know these characters you're like okay well that means dean is already down here otherwise Cass wouldn't be like all these kinds of assumptions that you can make just from that one line so, yeah yeah definitely i feel like we can't say too much just because it is so short mm-hmm. um but you know you even get like these very cool twists in a way um wrapped up in in this really spectacular ending as well so yes i I don't know if i said at the the start that this one is actually rated teen um so even though it's got like a um a tagged angst and mild gore and violence (laughs) um it doesn't actually have any archive warnings but there's no (laughs) the things we consider to be teen in this fandom (laughs) But no, I mean, this was written so a long time ago. The the, the uh, you know rating kind of things have changed since then. But um, yeah. I also just think it's the show itself. Like the things that happen on screen in the show, I'm always just like, well, that's normal here. Do I even need to tag for that? That's just supernatural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to say anything else. To... Yeah. Don't want. Don't just want read to it. read it. Just read it's it. So good. Yeah. Just tell me everything you. that happens. It'll take you like bit. 20 minutes, and you'll be glad you did it. Go read it, and then at me on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. Short but powerful, I think, this fic. They yeah. packed so much delicious tension into this 6,000 words. Yes. Yeah. And so much backstory. I love it when a fic, that even though it's short, it can imply so much has already happened without having to spell it out on the page for you. Um, and the, the different relationships that we see here, not even just Dean and Cass, but the um, interactions between different characters that we see here do imply so much is happening which is you know it's it's slowly kind of trickled in and makes more sense Mm -hmm. as you go along but um i love that when people can pack so much into a small fic without making it feel you know rushed or just like a big dump of information very well done all right should we move on on. to all right the last one (laughs) all right so i think the last fic that we're going to cover in depth today is where there is love by book baby um, which is another another shorter one, um, though with, I would say, quite a different tone to the other one. Um, so this is 4,700 words. Um, this is from 2015 um, and is a complete AU. So this is one of those uh, fics we're talking about where you can use Demon Dean in such a variety of ways. And this is one of the ones where he is definitely a demon, um, but we have a whole AU set up with Cass as a priest in this one. Oh, yes. Okay, this is the one that arguably has... Is it tagged for this? Yes, it is. Okay, so it has um, a cast that is somewhere on the asexuality spectrum. Um, It's not said explicitly where he falls on that. You can definitely make some inferences if you want to from the text, but I don't think it matters necessarily. Um, But he's definitely somewhere on that spectrum, um, as it is in the text. Um, And priest cast and... Dean um, basically kind of going undercover in his church as like a drifter with the pure intention of 
pure intention, impure intention of just <laughs> seducing the, the, the priest. He wants to corrupt the priest. Um, My favorite. The, yeah, but he doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't necessarily quite go to plan. <laughs> He falls in love. Oh my god! You know, after reading <laughs> another ten thousand Destiel fix, where it's like, oh my god, he fell in love. He did it again. <laughs> <laughs> he fell in love well, again. Yep. Can never get tired of that. Yeah. Um, honestly, though, I will never, ever, ever get tired of Demon Dean and Priest Cast going at it. It is my favorite, like, sub genre of this sub genre. Yes. <laughs> it never gets old. <laughs> No, I love it. I, to, I need to read a few more of them. I think I don't know if I've seen that many of them. Yeah, but there aren't enough. Really good ones there aren't there enough. There needs to be so many more in my mind. <laughs> yeah. the The lovely thing about this is that um, you know, Dean's done things in the community to help people, and Cass can see that he's a good man. And he's like, no, I'm not really. I'm not like we can't do this. I'm gonna send you to hell. And Cass's like. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, then, um, let's go. <laughs> and they resist for so long. But, and then Dean's like, I'm going to, I wrote down this um, quote because I loved it. And he said he was going to, even if he does damn him to, to go to hell, he'll create a heaven for him in the bowels of the pit. <laughs> so yes. he's going to protect That was very sweet. Ass, no matter. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. But yes, they do get it on uh, in a most satisfying mm. way. Still, <laughs> very satisfying, wonderfully well yeah. written. We do approve. <laughs> no, it's so yeah. fun. And obviously, the point for this was more like a smut fic. But one of the other aspects of anytime someone wants to write a demon is like, okay, well, what's like the sliding scale? You know, are you automatically evil when you're a demon? How does that work? You're just, you know, if you're a different entity altogether how does that point of view you know affect things and so i love the the introduction of any sort of like demonic character it could be dean it could be anyone in supernatural fic where it's like uh yeah i'm a demon but like maybe but like how bad you know, i'm not talking? just like flat out evil for no reason i have like other things going on yeah i could do nice things as well yeah. as nasty things yeah you know like the um the good omen school of thought you know, yeah, big yeah, fan. Yeah. Or even like Dean in canon, really, because he goes and does stuff like he he kills that guy who's cheating on his wife, and you know he does things that are probably morally um, gray areas, very gray, but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not, evil. not that killing anyone's ever a gray <laughs> yeah. area. Let me just put that out I there. What, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I forget what good deeds this cast like talks about Dean doing, but I'm like, I absolutely do need to see a season ten Dean like killing some guy, but then also being at a gardening club, helping an old lady, you know, cross the street. And he's like, I'm a murderer, but I'm not a dick. I don't know. (laughs) Yep. I love that at the beginning of this fic, the implication is very much that they can't do this because uh, Dean's touch will corrupt Cass, essentially. Um, And and it ends up like that. that's completely inverted by the end, which I really like i don't feel like we can really not spoiler this fic because it is just you know very short and mostly smart <laughs> but so there's not a lot to spoil here um but there's definitely the implication that you know dean had been assuming that he would corrupt Cass when maybe it's actually that Cass can 
have an effect on him instead of the other way around. And uh, it was beautiful. (laughs) I loved it. Yeah. It was so sweet. It was just, it was such a fun read. I know I'd read this like again, ages ago, whenever it came out. Um, But yeah, going back to it for this, I was like, "Ah, I forgot how much I loved this. What a fun, you know, look through this tag, to be honest. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of the really fun things about doing this podcast, honestly, is just like digging through the tag when we're first trying to pick which fixed feature, because there are always so many. And we try not to automatically just go for like the big one that everyone knows for a certain trope or something like that. We really try to kind of vary it up in terms of length, in terms of the the particular take on the trope that we're doing. Um, You know, we, we could find a fic that only has like three kudos but if it's one that fits the trope and we think is a really good fit and we enjoy it then we're just as likely to feature that as one that's got you know like ten thousand. um so that's really part of the fun for me is just digging through the tag and finding all these gems that i'd forgotten about because there are so many fics Mm -hmm. that i had read and it's not that i like forgot them because they weren't memorable or weren't good in any way that there's just so much dean cast in my brain that like that never (laughs) gonna stay (laughs) no no it's so true i i started going back through like really old bookmarks on live journal because a lot of them made it over to ao3 but not all of them and i'm like i have like these vivid memories of like way back in high school and like oh this one like blew my mind and trying to find them or finding like other things that those authors had written um it's kind of like a two-edged sword because there's so many amazing things that you can't find all of the stuff that you really want to read but then on the other hand you can so so often just like like you were saying go through this tag or go through this pairing and then you're like oh my god the most amazing fic ever from like six years ago but it's life-changing you know and no one else has heard of it yes that makes me mourn for all of the the like lost fix that i know that i read back on like fanfic.net or like even just on tumblr like when people i mean people still do but even when people just used to post fic on tumblr um and you would just read the whole thing in like one long ass tumblr post um yeah and it's just like they're lost fix now like i cannot find them the accounts don't exist anymore there's like broken links on review sites to them and stuff like that can you imagine just Um, trying to do this in the 90s thank god (laughs) at least we live now right i know (laughs) like it's there were so many good fix (laughs) so many good fix that have just been lost to time because I know I remember reading like bunches of even like Gen Supernatural fix like back, like before before Destiel is what it is now, um, and was just kind of becoming a thing and becoming <laughs> this this epic oh, yeah. pairing that we now have. And I remember reading so many good fix around like the birth of the ship, um, mm-hmm. and you just can't find them now, and it just makes me mourn for those those long lost fix. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least we're, we're not slowing down too much in uh, producing new ones, so... Oh <laughs> my god. What are we around. on? Yeah. <laughs> we're getting up towards 105,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, do you have anything that you are working on, Jen, that you want to just kind of plug or get out there or, or tell us about? <laughs> hmm, let me think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, Oh my god. Yes, as always, this, the the light of my life, my absolute reason for living. <laughs> I say this in such a flat voice. 
Um, this really stupidly, idiotically, ridiculously long Supernatural rewrite I have. Um, the entire series and the first segment is called Heard From Your Mother, She Don't Recognize You. So it's the Heard From Your Mother series. Um, and I'll usually do acronyms if I'm talking about it on social. And it has its sequel. And I'm working on the third and final part. But it's a 15, 18... Uh, canon divergent time AU. I say this with question marks because you got to read the whole thing to know for sure. Um, but instead of going to the empty cast twice up in 2003, he doesn't really know who or what he is, but he runs into Stanford era Dean. Um, they get together before season one starts and then it, set, it sets off a chain reaction of a lot of things, you know, going differently in the story. It's great. And it's, it's very long. It's over <laughs> half a million words. It is very long. Yeah. And I don't know how, how this happened. <laughs> well, I'm going to catch up but on yeah. the second part before you start posting the third part, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. You got time. You got time. Oh, okay. I've, been, I've been, I had to take a bit of a break um, because I wrote 500,000 words. I'm entitled to a break. <laughs> yes. And I started writing, you know, a few other things. Um, but now we're back can't absolutely can't wait to dive into season three there's a lot of really cool things there there's definitely more um more of it going off the rails from like what we've seen in the past um giving characters that we've seen before a larger role maybe introducing some other characters from the show a little bit earlier um and finally getting like some of these questions answered because some of these readers have been very patient um <laughs> waiting for everything yeah. to get resolved Awesome. There's there's a few other things in the works too, but that's the big one. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait. <laughs> Me too. Do we want to um, go through a few other quick fire demon recommendations yeah. while we're here? Um, yeah, sure. Yes. I'll just um, start off by saying another one that we've reread that we decided not to talk about it in depth, but we will mention, is called Who is the Lamb and Who is the Knife um, by Fairy Changeling. It's actually another DCBB fic um, that's from 2016, so it's a bit older as, and, and it's only rated teen, but it's um, it's about the angel. It's like a an AU, like a, I don't know, like a kingdom, medieval kingdom yeah, AU type thing. Yeah, kind where, of Omegaverse 2 a little bit. A little bit, yeah. So Prince Castiel is the... He's an angel and demon Dean is the, the demon King. Um, and also it's got like this, uh, Michael is the angels King and he is married to Dean's brother, Adam. So it's got like a Michael Adam thing going on too, which is really cool. And this, and as did, like, this was written in 2016. So it's like before Michael and Adam came back, you know, so it's, um, interesting take on that. Trendsetter. Yeah. It's, Yeah. It's really cool. It's nice. Um, it's a bit more fluffy maybe than some of the others we've spoken about. And it's got some nice um, wing kink type um, stuff in it too. Like the angel wings are really cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this one, it did have like the um, requited, unrequited love, which is always, I always enjoy that. I have another one shot to recommend. This is one of those 
ones that's that's going to be very divisive either people will love it or it's not going to be for them at all because it does have um an mpreg tag in it and i know that's one of those tags that you know people either completely avoid or they just really love so um if that is something that you enjoy reading um there is a little fic by the lovely toby the wise um he wrote this in 2020 um and it is a fic where Cass figures out a way to basically burn the mark of Cain um from Dean's body so he convinces Dean to let him in and say yes um and it's not a spoiler to say that yes the spell does work um but there there are complications (laughs) following on from that um it's it's got the usual like they don't communicate well all the all the usual uh lovely Destiel treats of miscommunication in that they do work it out in the end it does have a happy ending um but it's a pretty nice little one shot yeah it's just over six thousand words it's been quite some time since i've read this one so i think i'm due for a reread but um yeah this mm-hmm. has cure for the mark of cain um but do watch out it does have that mpreg tag if that's something that people are avoiding so did you mention the title? Sorry, I didn't. Oh, did I? Probably not. I'm bad at that. <laughs> yeah, so this fic um, is called One Little Mark by Toby the Wise. Okay, awesome. Very nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the one that I did find, I know we were talking about getting different versions of Demon Dean, you know, to talk about on the podcast. So this one is um, an AU, but it's actually um, a 1950s AU it's a little bit darker because I guess that is what I like to read. I did not know this about myself, but my bookmarks don't lie. Um, and <laughs> it's called Come Softly to Me by King Dome. And the summary is very quick. It's The Devil Comes in Threes, an allegory in three parts. It's 14K. Um, so yeah, there's, there's possession, um, adultery, not a happy ending. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's very, it's very cool, and honestly, I'll probably need to update my own bookmarks with more Demon Dean stuff for people to check out, so, you know, if you already know where to find me on AO3, probably just also check out my bookmarks, because that will probably be the bulk of what I bookmark for Supernatural. (laughs) Yes, go and find Rupert Gaze on on AO3. There'll be a link in our um, show notes anyway, so go I would like to also recommend um, if people want a really good kind of mid-sized fic um, that leads straight on from that um, season nine finale and just goes in a slightly different direction, like doesn't involve any of the spoilers that are available at that point. It really just goes straight from that finale um, and gives some great Demon Dean. Um, I'm going to recommend 12 Arches Facing the Sea by Major English Esquire. Um, I really, really liked this fic. <laughs> it's so good. Um, it's 43,000 words. So it's, to me, that's like a, a good, chunky, mid-sized fic. Um, mm-hmm. I really like it. It does have like some darker parts in it, um, like some, some blood, some gore. There's obviously graphic depictions of violence. There is a major character death. Um, I will say that it's not a major show character in that way. It's It's not like Dean Castle Sam. <laughs> um, yeah. But it is a, a major character death within the fic, so that's something people need to consider. Um, and yeah, there are definitely kind of darker parts in this, but I found it very satisfying. 
and I loved reading it. Um, and I just really loved the, the Demon Dean and that one. So please go check that one out if you need one of those chunky fix that you can kind of like curl up and sit down for a few hours and really stick your teeth into something. Awesome. Um, I've got one more. I Yes, I consent to seeing adult content AO3. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? The, come on, man. Um, so I need it. I need my sense call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on my. I'm not on my usual reading device. That's fine. Um, His Saving Grace by our dear friend Desiree. Um, she wrote this back in 2017. Um, this is our season 10 canon divergence, where basically. Um, Dean's gone off to, to do his demon stuff with Crowley. He's kind of actually ditched Crowley and Cass has decided that, that well, when Cass pulled Dean out of hell, he's left um, a bit of his grace in, um, in him, like in the handprint, you know, like they're connected by his grace. And he is trying to make that, he's trying to connect back with that grace to help cure Dean of being a demon, basically. And in order to do that, he's got to wait for Dean to, like, fall in love with him <laughs> again. So it's a really beautiful, slow development. I mean, it's only, um, you know, 10K, but it's a it's a slow development of their relationship back to being um, a, a couple, basically, and Dean losing, gradually losing his demonic kind of um, aspects. And there's, there's a wing kink in this. There's some lovely kind of demon true form stuff in here it's it's lovely i love it I'm, I'm sad that i haven't read this before and now that i have it's going on my favorite list because it's really cool <laughs> i like that one gonna have to read this one yeah same yeah. uh any others that we want to mention um i do have one more that is very very short and i just enjoyed because it's angsty and i will say kind of ambiguous so maybe not one for people who need like a very like wrapped up firm happy ending um, but it's called All I Want For You To Do Is Take My Body Home by Xylo Demon. Um, mm -hmm. So this is a Demon Dean angsty fic where Cass makes a deal. It's incredibly short, so I won't spoil any more than that. It's uh, 1,600 words, so it's it's, it's very short. Oh, and wow. I can't really yeah. spoiler any, like, without giving... You just may as well read the whole fic now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll just recite it for you. We'll turn this into a pod fic. No. <laughs> Um, I, I really liked it. I, it's a little little dose of angst. It, it was fine for me. It didn't leave me uh, feeling remotely unfulfilled. I think it was a great um, ending. But I can see how people who don't like uh, more open, ambiguous endings would not appreciate that. But um, Zyla Demon writes incredibly well, so I find their writing to be incredibly satisfying no matter how they choose to end things. Um, mm -hmm. And this was incredibly well done in the, the, the space that they did. Like, I can't believe that they created such a wonderful fic in just 1600 words so love a good one shot i will always i will always talk about that um <laughs> <laughs> i think i read this this one as well i can't remember for sure unless i have it in front of me but if it's demon dean and if it's a shorter fic then probably yes and if it's the one i'm thinking of i also really enjoyed it yep mm -hmm. there was okay. another one on this list that um I don't know if I actually ended up reading it, so I can't speak to what it's about or anything, but I wrote it down on the list because I love the name, the author's name, which is the grumpy one is soft for the sunshine one. 
<laughs> but the fig itself is called Don't Matter How You Feel, It Only Matters How You Look. And it's only a really short one too, so um, it's the same. It's like 1,700 words as well, so nice. you'll have to go and give that a peek now that I've mentioned it. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good Demon Dean offerings out there, but there need to be even more, so <laughs> please write more. Yes. Please. <laughs> we do have a few more on the list, so we're gonna. I'll post links to all of them on the show notes um, on mixtableclub.com. So go and check that out if you want some more, even more than we've talked about already. There's so many. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for coming to talk to us today. Thank you. <laughs> it was so fun to talk <laughs> about. Um, probably gonna like go back through this tag have another looky loo um see what i can find but no it was it was just, it was genu- genuinely so fun to talk to you guys about this especially since it's a joke that um i adore so much well yeah, thank you for providing fun. us with two brilliant entries for the list today i know i <laughs> i can't i mean i love writing hurt from your mother unfortunately no demon dean you know, we have body mm, possession a little bit, but when it's done, I would love to dive back into writing vaguely depraved Demon Dean fic because I think that might be my calling. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <laughs> Reading all of these fics has just made me really, really desperate to get back to my... I, I did a season 15 divergent fic, which I did as a Mark of Cain cast fic. Like picking up on that little thread that they had in season 15 where there was a possibility that they might go down that route again and they didn't in the show and I was so mad (laughs) so I was like (laughs) no no so I started writing a Mark of Cain Cass fic and reading all of these Demon Dean fics just made me so inspired to go back and make Cass even more of an asshole (laughs) I was like I need to do this (laughs) I love that one I love it when he's a bitch yes (laughs) I like it when they're all just assholes. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun yeah. to just remove people's like filters sometimes. Yeah, my favorite thing when I talk about Sam is like he should have stayed a psychic and a bitch the whole time, and I can get. Yes, I've had two oh, different people who said that they read heard from your mother, and they're like, "I only read the scenes with Sam," and I'm like, "Icon, what?" <laughs> uh. Well, if you find any other um, gems, uh, do let me know and I'll add them to the <laughs> to the list. Yes. Yeah, actually, I I feel like another friend may have written one, so I'm going to go look and I will. Yes, definitely give it to us to add to the list and also just so I can read it. <laughs> yes. yes, Okay. that too. <laughs> so you can, um, if you have any extra Demon Dean fix that we have missed or aren't on the list, you can get in touch with us on Mixtape Book Club. Um, on all the social medias well maybe not all of the social medias but a lot of the social medias Um, or you can email us contact at mixtapebookclub.com or you can uh, find us on discord in profound bond discord server or in our coffee membership server and you can come back to join us again next time Um, we are going to be discussing more kind of canon uh, fix most likely because we're going to be covering case fix which I'm very very excited about and I already have a huge list in the back of my head now of fix Ooh, that I can there are a lot of case brilliant fix. case fix out there so yes. many good ones 
and we've already covered a few case fix on the show um just because we have done a couple of different episodes which kind of lean into canon fix and some of those even if it wasn't the trope we were focusing on did involve case fix so we will definitely yeah. try and come up with new shiny ones that were not involved in any of the other episodes um so thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to you again really soon and as always remember that the story isn't over until we say it is Attention citizens of Gotham, the Bad Brat Pack is on the loose, causing mayhem and havoc wherever they roam. To help follow all their latest movements, Jules and I are here from Nerds and Beyond to bring you all the latest Gotham Knights news that's fit to print, or <clears throat> record. From DC lore to ships galore, strap in for an action-packed ride. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Your Bat Is Dead, and our show is available wherever you listen to podcasts.